0: Creative Chats Podcast with Mike Brennan. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artists, makers, and content creators, where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. I would love for you to be a part of our free community, which is found on Facebook if you go to dailycreativehabit.com you can find a host of resources there for you as a creator. You can join our free Facebook group and be among people who are raising their hands to say, I want to show up more consistently for my creativity and craft. You can sign up for the free daily creative habit email newsletter, which goes out twice a week and provides you with specific daily creative prompts along with some resources and inspiration to help you show up for your own creativity. Also, I have available the Daily Creative Habit Creativity Journal, which is a 90-day journey that you can go on, and it is designed to help you have a system so that you can be intentional about your creativity, what it looks like, when you're going to show up, how you're going to celebrate it, and get into a habit and create a bias towards action when it comes to your creativity. This is available at (laughs) Amazon.com. So I want to share with you something that happened to me recently, and it's related to a topic that I have shared on the podcast in the past, but it's been a long time since that episode, and I think there are some new thoughts that I have around this, and certainly this is an ongoing topic. So here's my experience. Last week, I went to a life drawing session. And if you're not familiar with life drawing, it's where there's a model in the front of the class and students arrange around the model and have these timed poses. And this particular session lasted about two hours. And it's been a while since I've been in that kind of environment. Uh, I used to have that as a class when I was back in the art school days and I've tried to get out to various workshops and sessions, dropping into them wherever I can. Um, Certainly during the pandemic, that shut down and then those went virtual. And because I do a lot of my work digitally, um, it's been a long time since I've taken out my, quote, analog (laughs) materials. And what what I mean by that is I've got this case with a travel watercolor kit uh, with various pens and pencils, colored pencils, uh, wax crayons, pastels, watercolor crayons. I mean, you name it. Uh, I'm always adding to that arsenal or have been over the years. And um, the more digital things I do, the more that stuff kind of collects dust. And so at this particular session, I decided I was going to bring this little kit along and... Grab a watercolor pad and just go and have some fun and just see what happens. So I get there and um, I'm a little bit late. And so I, you know, jockey for a position at this table and set up my supplies. And the session begins. And I start just grabbing some various tools and start creating and drawing and painting. And I noticed something happening, and that is within me, there's this voice, and it's saying, Man, look at those proportions. Those are so off. And, you know, everyone around you is using charcoal and newsprint pads, and you're the only one here with color and watercolor and all these various tools. Who do you think you are to take? All these materials into this class, into this session. You're the oddball. Um, All these voices that were coming at me speaking discouragement. And the weird thing is that, you know, I had done this before. um, And certainly it's been a little bit. But I was kind of taken aback by the fact that I was hearing these voices inside me um, speaking discouragement, speaking imposter syndrome. Right, And that's what we we call it. We call an imposter syndrome because you feel like an imposter. You feel like you don't belong. You feel like you're not enough in that moment. And as a creator, it's very uh, alarming to all of a sudden be faced with these thoughts inside you, these discouraging voices. Sometimes these voices sound like voices from the past of people who have discouraged you, old teachers or parents or authority figures, uh, peers who we're really critical about what you created, how you created it. Um, other times it's, it's their sentiments, but in your voice. And, um, you know, here I am having done, you know, fairly amount uh, of, um, work on myself and even showing up every day, doing my daily creative habit for now almost 12 years later. Um, There's a bit of confidence that happens when you obviously show up and you create and you keep building on the things that you've done. And yet here I was at this session, kind of feeling a little out of my element and it really got to me. And so I thought, you know, I would just share some thoughts around this experience that I had. And, um, you know, the first thing that I did was I, I was aware, I was aware that these voices were happening and I didn't just take them and think, oh, well, this is truth, or this is my own voice. This is me telling myself that I don't belong here. Um, uh, There was enough awareness in me to go, hey, this is imposter syndrome. That's what this voice is. And yet it provoked emotion in me, which I had to deal with in the moment. And all this is happening while I'm trying to draw, while I'm trying to you know, enjoy my session. And I found myself wanting to hide. I found myself, uh, feeling really small and then wanting to compare myself to the people around me. And I knew none of that stuff was going to be helpful to me. So I kind of had to talk myself out of all the things that I was hearing in my mind and just go, no, you know what? Like I'm here to have fun. And it's not about quote the rules. It's not about, um, whether I'm doing something like somebody else next to me, it's about how do I wanna show up in this space, in this time, and what do I wanna create? And what experience do I wanna have right now? And so I had to kind of reframe things in my mind. And um, once I was able to do that a little bit, then interestingly enough, some people around me started looking at what I was doing and commenting and saying how they really loved what it was that, that I was doing with my style, with the color, And even the facilitator of the uh, workshop class, she came over and she said, you know, not a lot of people um, bring watercolor or paints. It's really great to see all that color. It's really great to see somebody using watercolor. And I thought, you know, here was a thing that, in my mind, the voice was telling me, you know, this is something that, that makes you odd and therefore it's bad. You're sticking out for the wrong reason. Um, and the instructor came by and said, Hey, you know, I actually appreciate the fact that you're using something different. And so my difference was actually beneficial. Um, <clears throat> and so I, I managed to push through, but I was really thinking about this whole process. I wrote about it in the Daily Creative Habit email newsletter that went out last week and um, have just continued to think about it because last night I actually went back to that same um, location for another class. And this time I was ready. I was aware. I was half expecting the imposter syndrome voice to show up. And, um, it didn't. And I was able to more confidently move in my abilities and in the, the choices that I made creatively. And I think people around me responded to that because again, um, A lot of people took notice and made comments, and even the models, they were really um, thrilled with my style and the color and the work that I had produced that night. And so um, I was able to feel really good about my experience this week as opposed to last week. And I don't say that because I was seeking this external validation for what it was that I was doing, but it was really more me And how I was showing up and me dealing with imposter syndrome. And so I want to give you just a few thoughts in how you can successfully move through some imposter syndrome if you are currently experiencing that or the next time you experience that. Because I don't think this is something that goes away. I think it's something that maybe goes into hiding for a little bit. It's not something we defeat and then we're done with forever. But I think it's something that um, we will continue to face as long as we are creating things. And so if imposter syndrome is going to rear its ugly head, we need to know how to proactively deal with this and successfully navigate through so that it does not stop us from creating. It does not cripple us in the process of what it is that we're trying to do. Um, So here's, here's a few thoughts on that. Number one, it's okay and it's actually right to challenge the negative thoughts. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you are experiencing imposter syndrome, you know, it's thriving on this sense of like self-doubt and catastrophizing everything, right? Like, this is this is horrible. What are you doing? You're a mess. You know, I'm not good enough. Uh, I'm a fraud. People are going to find out. Like, all these type of phrases end up coming to your mind. And in that moment, I think you need to acknowledge that they are there and just challenge them, you know, firmly challenge them. And even if you have to have this internal dialogue with yourself, you know, with these with these thoughts, um, with imposter syndrome and say, okay, so what is the evidence you have for you saying that I'm not good enough or that I'm not, a, you know, that I'm a fraud or that I don't belong here? Um... And start to examine, you know, are these things based in anything in reality or is this just fear? Um, Take the time to remind yourself of the wins that you've experienced, your past successes, the skill level that you're at, um, the things you've accomplished. Reinforce all the positive things with the negative statements that are coming at you. Because you need to remind yourself of the truth. And these statements... I'm not good enough, I'm a fraud, I don't belong here. Those are all false, negative thoughts, and they don't belong. And so you need to identify them as such and be aware that you're having these thoughts and be aware that those are not you. That's not your voice. That's not the real you. So the first thing, challenge the negative thoughts. Uh, Second thing is reframe internal validation. Instead of just seeking this external validation all the time, we actually need to learn to celebrate our own achievements. We need to learn to validate ourselves from the inside out. And this is something that takes a lot of awareness. It takes a lot of work, honestly, and something that I have struggled with in the past and I continue to work on and be very sensitive to because for so much of my life, I was looking for the external to validate my experiences, to validate, um, tell me I'm doing a good job. Tell me that this is, is valuable. Tell me that, um, this is worth something. Um, and letting that be the, the indicator of my worth. And you were just setting yourself up for failure again and again, and the imposter syndrome will come in and want to keep you there and say like, Feel bad about yourself. Feel bad about all these things. Feel bad about the fact that that even you can't uh, seem to validate yourself in the midst of this. You keep looking externally, um, but it's 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 intentionally learning to celebrate your achievements. That's why one of the parts of the process of the daily creative habit. I talk about is celebrate your wins. It's so important. And it's one of the things that I have struggled with a lot through my lifetime is stopping and celebrating. But when we celebrate, we are actually validating ourselves. Um, Sometimes we need to just keep like a win journal um, where we can review our successes, you know, keep emails and keep um, reviews that you've gotten um, that remind us that, Yes, we have created things that have touched other people's lives, and I know those are external things, but to remember that um, it's not one or the other. It's not solely um, just an internal validation. I don't really care about anybody else, but it's not also, hey, I'm so wrapped up in getting everybody else's validation that I can't seem to validate myself. Um, Reflect on progress and... You know, keep track of the effort that you are putting into things because this all shows that you are growing. This shows that you are capable and take the time to acknowledge your strengths. Um, Remember, you know, that all of this is related to self-love, self-compassion and self-validation. It is crucial that we learn how to do this often because if we don't, we're going to constantly be looking outside ourselves. And what happens is, like for me, when I was in the situation, uh, I'm doing my thing and I'm looking around. I'm looking around thinking, people are going to see what I'm doing and they are not going to validate it as um, valuable. They're, they're not going to say that it's it's good that I'm doing what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. And then I start comparing myself, Right. I'm looking at the person next to me who's using charcoal and newsprint and doing uh, what is traditional and what is normal in that setting. And I'm not doing what's normal. Um, and so the comparison, looking for some kind of validation that is uh, external, can really magnify those voices. Um, so it's, it's in that moment reframing the internal validation What I'm doing is good. What I'm doing is valuable. I am valuable. I am enough. What I do is enough. And sure, I'm still growing. And sure, I'm still evolving. But I am not creating from a place of deficiency or lack or scarcity. And let me be honest, too. Like, one of the reasons why I created uh, my new book, which is Creative Power, 30 Days of Creative Affirmations... Is because this, needing this internal validation, needing some things for me to say to myself about my own creativity, my own worth as a creator, and the 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 affirming statements that I needed to remind myself of daily so that I can reset some of those voices that want to say, keep looking outside yourself or keep... Um, keep listening to those voices of doubt, discouragement, of, of lack, of, of scarcity, um, because those are the things that seem to come easily a lot of times. And when we have tools, when we have resources that we can then start to employ, when we're aware that we have an area of our lives to work on, it makes all the difference. And so that's why I created that book as a resource for myself first and foremost, and then for you, if this is something that you would find valuable to help with your thought life, with the things that you're thinking, with the affirmations that you need to keep before you so that you can work on this internal validation, highly recommend that you grab a copy of this. It's it's simple. Each day for 30 days, there is a phrase for you to tell yourself, to repeat to yourself. And there's also a quote, a famous quote that goes along with it so that it's reminding you, you're not alone in this journey. There are other people who have gone before you and before me. And these are things that, um, you know, it's not weird for us to have to struggle with, um, to have to work our way through. Speaking of those who have gone before us and um, just other people on the creative journey, that leads me to number three, which is connect and share. Um, This is another way that we can fight imposter syndrome um, because we're not alone. The more that we connect and share about the, our experiences, which I know can be scary because it feels like the voice is telling us we're the only ones who's experiencing this. We're the weirdos. We're the oddballs. We're the ones who are somehow lacking or deficient or damaged. Um, the voice wants to scream louder and louder those things and say that we're the fraud. And if you then co- go into public with saying that you're a fraud, you're going to invite even more ridicule. You're going to invite even more issue and feel even worse about yourself. But the, the the truth is actually the opposite, because the more that I have been willing to be vulnerable and share about these experiences, even like on this podcast, right, it's not comfortable necessarily for me to share the fact that I experienced these things and that I have struggled with these things. But the more that I share about them, the more that I can connect with you and with others and we can start to say, you know what, this is actually normal. This is actually something that a lot of people struggle with or encounter from time to time. Imposter syndrome wants you to be isolated. It wants you to be alone so that it can take you down and keep you in that place and and keep you from creating keep you from doing what you should be doing and living on purpose and with purpose. And, um, you know, a lot of people through a variety of fields over the years have struggled with imposter syndrome. Anyone who's created anything of magnitude has struggled with imposter syndrome. Talk to friends, talk to mentors, talk to professors, talk to industry leaders um, you will find that there are moments that stand out for people when, yes, they have indeed had these experiences. And share your feelings about these things. Um, open up a dialogue about these things, or write a blog post about your own experiences, or create some art around what your experiences have been. Um, go on podcasts. Make some, you know, make a song, make a video. Like, create some content around this. Sharing your experiences. And, and you know, it can be incredibly helpful for you in processing, but then also connecting and sharing and creating some community around this because there is more similarity in this experience than you would think. And that imposter syndrome wants you to believe. And it can be incredibly just liberating. And you can gain some incredible perspective If you take the opportunity to do that, um, there are so many people that are experiencing that today, right now, you might be one of them. And the best way to move through your imposter syndrome is to face it head on. So recapping really quickly, number one, challenge the negative thoughts. Don't just take them to be your own, challenge them. Number two, reframe internal validation. Look for your voice inside. Look for the place where you can self-validate your experience, your work, and don't always look for that external validation. Don't fall into that comparison trap. Number three, connect and share talk to other people about imposter syndrome. You will be amazed at how often people experience this, how much this is part of the creative process, and you can actually find some community in the midst of something that wants to isolate you and make you feel alone, weird, strange, broken, and damaged, and realize that actually we all experience this. Anyone who's creating anything is experiencing this to some degree or has experienced this. Open up the dialogue, open up conversations and community around this and watch what happens. The last thing I want to just say, and this is kind of a little bit of a sidebar, but I've noticed in my own life that sometimes imposter syndrome rears its ugly head when I'm attempting something new. And I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and we were talking about this a little bit, this idea of wanting to be perfect as soon as you start something. Like I wanna be good out of the gate. I don't want to struggle, I don't want to fumble, I don't want to be sloppy and and feel like frustrated with the gap of what I see and what I what I desire to see and where I actually am. I want to be great out of the gate. I want to be naturally gifted and talented. And honestly, that's just not what the norm is. We have to start somewhere. We all are beginners the the first time we start something because we don't have experience. We don't have knowledge. We don't even know the things that we're supposed to know um, in the beginning. And that's okay. And that's normal. But I think another frustration comes, and this is where imposter syndrome can peek into things and say, ah, don't even try this. Who are you to do this? Who are you to start something new? Who are you to, um, you know, at, at your age or or at uh, at your experience level or, you know, don't, don't listen to those voices. Um, but engage with something new that you really want to do and don't set yourself up for expectations of being perfect out of the gate because no one is very few people have that natural gifting abilities where they can just seamlessly and effortlessly glide into something um but the the other thing i wanted to say about this is that um i've seen this in my own life too where when you go to start something new Uh, whether that's a new project, a new creative act, maybe a new part of your career, you want to automatically take the success that you've had in one area of your life and transfer it immediately over to this new area. And that can cause incredible frustration. Because you're thinking, well, I have this certain capacity I have this pedigree. I have this ability that I have shown up and I've proven myself in this area over here. Why can't I simply now just take all that and push it over to this new thing and experience this lift right out of the gate and experience winds and green lights all the way? And again, it just doesn't happen that way, but we can be frustrated because I think a lot of times if we're really honest with ourselves there can be a sense of entitlement like i've worked hard i've done a lot of things i've man i i have sacrificed i have done a lot of things to fail and get back up i've i've broken through new ground i've i've done all these things in this other area and now i'm doing something new and i want to experience a level of success that is easy that is natural. And I feel like I've earned that. But the truth is we're starting over. The truth is the thing that made us get to where we we got in that last category is the thing that we actually need to engage again. It's the starting small. It's the practice. It's the consistency it's taking some of the process of what we applied and what we discovered and, and taking it from the first category and now bringing that to the second category. But imposter syndrome wants to, to just reveal itself and say, you deserve ease. You deserve entitlement. Um, this should be something that you have immediate success. And then when you don't, it flips around and says, look at this. You have no business being here, doing this thing. It's never going to take off. You're never going to be as good as you think you you ought to be or that you desire to be. So why even try? It's so insidious. But I think acknowledging it, being aware of it is key and crucial. And putting those those steps in place, and taking action, again, challenge your negative thoughts, reframe internal validation, and connect and share with other people around your experiences. And you'll be surprised at how much more aware you'll be when this happens, and maybe how quick you'll be able to navigate through this and not have it sideline you. So, I hope this has been encouraging to you. And if you are in a place today where imposter syndrome is screaming at you, that these are some practical things that you can put into place. Again, if you're interested in <clears throat> the Creative Powers book, you can go to mikebrennan.me. It's also available on amazon.com if you find that to be a helpful resource. And I would love to know what your experiences are around this and if there are other things that you have done to successfully move through imposter syndrome, feel free to DM me or drop me a message. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Mike Bone, and you can also use the contact form on my website. Again, that's mikebrennan.me and I look forward to hearing from you because we're all in this together and as I always end these episodes, go create something.